Hi there, KGF family. My name's Pastor Levi, and I want to let you know a few things that are happening this week. There are four more KGF gatherings that are happening this Sunday. Uh, if you have have not been to one of these things, we really encourage you to go out to one. I was at a one last week at Benley Park, and it was fantastic. There are four more happening. You'll get an email in your inbox if there's one happening near you, so be sure to check your email this morning. We hope we can see you out there. We also want to let you know, for those of you who are meeting in hubs already, that you can now book rooms in our church to have your hubs. I know that some of the hubs are larger, and it's hard to find place for you to meet sometimes. We've got lots of rooms in this church. If you want to meet here, be sure to give Pearl a call at the office, and we can get that going for you. Finally, we wanted to let you know that our youth program is starting up in the fall, but Devin needs help with that. So if you have a heart for youth, if you understand that our youth have been struggling with all the social distancing, all the isolation that's been happening, and you want to help these kids enjoy their fall and lean into their relationship with Christ, would you give Devin a call here at the church? Send him an email, give him a phone call, let him know that you'd love to help. We would really, really love that. I know that he would be encouraged. I hope this morning is a good one for you and that you are able to connect with people, to have good conversation with, to be fed by, and that, uh, that you enjoy the service as well. So God bless you. Have a great day. Hey, KGF family. My name is Joel. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm glad you're tuning in with us today. Uh, this week, as I was choosing the songs that we're about to sing, uh, I've been having a bit of a rough day, and uh, it's just feeling like a failure. Uh, maybe you've uh, ever, ever felt like a failure. and It's a lonely place to be, uh, and you're constantly worried uh, that somebody else is going to notice how incompetent uh, you are because of how you feel. Then I came across this song. It's called Highlands. It's by Hillsong. Um, it says, Oh, how fast would you come running if just to shadow me through the night, trace my steps through all my failure, and walk me out the other side. So let's be encouraged by this song as we sing it, and let's read this passage together now from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, how high would I climb mountains if the mountains were where you hide? And oh, how far I'd scale the valleys if you graced the other side. And oh, how long have I chased rivers from lowly seas to where they rise against the rush of grace descending from the soul Cause in the highlands and the heartache You're neither more or less inclined 
There's a lot of brokenness and hurt in our world right now. So with racial tension, with racial tension still in the U.S. and uh, COVID numbers are still climbing. So let's just take a minute and pray for the world around us, for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray in our homes. sing together. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. Much we need thy tender
Lord and Savior, lead us like a shepherd. We need your tender care. Bring us to green pastures and keep us in your presence. You have paid the price for our ransom, precious Jesus. You have promised to accept and not reject us in spite of our guilt, weakness, and failure. You are merciful to forgive and gracious to make us new and powerful to free us from sin. So blessed Jesus, help us to turn to you first and early each day. Amen. Good morning, KGF family. A couple of weeks ago, I had the awesome opportunity of going canyoneering with my son and my son-in-law and a friend. And uh, it's a relatively new sport where you uh, work your way down a, a riverbed or creek through some canyons. And that uh, I had to use some minor rock climbing skills, and I mean minor because I don't have a lot of training in that. Uh, although my son has given me a little bit. And it includes cliff jumping, uh, something I've been doing since I was probably 17 years old. And we had a blast. And now you have official proof that your oldest pastor is just, just a little bit crazy. Now, kids and young people in particular, uh, the only way I was able to do that safely was because my son has explored that route extensively. He knows every nook and cranny in that canyon. Um, he has the training. He trains people in rock climbing and various outdoor activities. He knew how deep the pools were that we were jumping into off the cliffs. He knew the tricky spots. He provided the full wetsuit that I needed because the water <clears throat> was very cold. He was our guide or mentor in that thrilling experience. And our KGF vision statement says that we are co-creating communities that are awakened and equipped to live out the unique calling that God has for us. So to use that language, my son invited us into his canyoneering community. He equipped us and then he, we did it together. The word disciple, he discipled us. And so the word disciple seems to, at times, for some people, be a tricky word. has uh, kind of lost its meaning. So for today, let me use the word mentor for our conversation today as, as, as the discipleship equivalent. Today we're focused on mentorship and two key questions. Who are your mentors and how are they helping you grow up in Jesus Christ? And second question, who are you mentoring and who are you encouraging to grow in their relationship with Jesus? You will not find this word mentor in most translations, but you will find the concept throughout Scripture. Some of the many examples of mentors are Moses mentoring Joshua, Barnabas, who mentored Paul. And then Paul went on to mentor Timothy and many others. And Barnabas also mentored John Mark, 
who wrote the Gospel of Mark, the book that we've been going through through this summer. And most importantly of all, Jesus mentored the Twelve, and in particular, Peter, James, and John. That relationship between Jesus and his disciples, what he did with them and released them to, is what directed us as a church to create our KGF mission to know Jesus and make him known. Jesus invited specific people to follow him and be with him, to really get to know him in daily life, to see him minister to others and preach, to listen to his stories and hear him unpack them. They heard him pray and weep, and they heard his joys and frustrations. They heard him quote scripture. He lived what he taught in the midst of a very hostile environment, which might not be that different than our own these days sometimes. So how do we together live this out today? As individuals, we choose to follow, to talk to him, to listen to his word, to see him in action in this world, to listen to his spirit. And these are things that we do on our own, spiritual disciplines that are for all of us a work in progress. But how do we do this in community like Jesus did? Going back to my recent canyoneering experience, I could read books about canyoneering. I could talk to people who had done it. But would that make it necessarily safe for me to do it on my own? Probably not. The equipping that happens when you do it with others more experienced than yourself substantially is superior to trying it all by yourself, usually. My son became my mentor in canyoneering, but who are our mentors in our faith journey? Who walk with us, model for us a Jesus way of life? The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, a person standing alone can be attacked and conquered and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. And three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We are talking about a trusted companionship of two or three people intentionally coming together to seek and respond to God's activity in their unique lives. The triads that we have been encouraging are one of the powerful ways that this mentoring can happen, and, and we're hearing lots of good reports of how that's been impacting people's lives in our church. Our own Nancy Tordiff, who teaches our annual mentoring workshop in the fall, calls this kind of deeper companionship withness, W-I-T-H-N-E-S-S, withness. Carrie White Kent describes how we might do this and listen to this carefully as I read this out, and it's on the screen. If we are led by the Spirit, we will increasingly imitate God and become people who are filled with coming alongsideness. That is, we listen to God and people and then come into their story 
get involved with them enough that we can point out where God is in their story and allow them to do that for us as well. When we are full of coming alongsideness, we will be willing to walk with people through their pain. We will listen before we try and fix. We will be with people. Three key aspects that we might look for in a mentor. Number one, the ability to fully listen to their story, to the story of our lives, to help us discover what God is up to. When I have a more complete picture of someone's life, what I call the backstory, the easier it is to understand them, to extend grace to them, and to pray with them and for them. Number two, asking good questions and not quick to jump to solving the problem and giving advice. So often we slip into that. Jesus himself was a master question asker. He answered, often answered a question with another question. Getting below the surface to the heart of the real issue Thirdly, Pilate will pray with us and for us. Now, this is by far not an exhaustive list, but I hope it gives you a bit of an indicator that you don't have to be a genius to be a a mentor. It's not exactly rocket science. Um, It could be... um, I messed up here. Let me backtrack. You don't have to be a genius. Uh, The idea is not to be a sage on the stage and to have all the answers. I sure don't. I'm so grateful for the mentors in my life uh, that have helped me to grow. And I'm also thankful for the mentors that have been emerging, particularly over the last few years in our uh, journey here at KGF, that are helping, walking alongside others and, and mentoring them. And not many of you actually think of yourself as a mentor, but that's what you're doing. You're walking alongside, and that's awesome. To know Jesus is the first part of our mission. The second part is to make him known. In his two calls in the first part of Mark to the disciples to follow him, in chapter 1, verse 7, he says, I will make you fishers of men. And in chapter 3, verses 14 to 15, Jesus said his purpose in calling was that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. In other words, they had a purpose to do for others what he was doing for them. Just think about your faith journey to know Jesus. How did that begin? What person or small group of people shared their faith and life with you? The mission of knowing Jesus often centers in a mentoring relationships where someone who is ahead of us in the spiritual journey pours into us. And then often down the road, that can continue, but often there begins to have peer mentors, people that are on a a similar spiritual level in their journey. And then as a result of being mentored, 
we're meant to join in the mission of making him known by mentoring some, someone else that's in a, uh, a younger part of their faith journey. Parents, this starts with us in our homes with our children. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9, and you kids, maybe you can read this to your parents later to remind them. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorposts of your houses on your gates. Like described here in Deuteronomy, I am thankful that a couple of small hub groups are forming that are made up of families that want to make sure their kids' spiritual needs are met. Now I want to talk to the children and teens for a minute, and maybe some of us adults. Remember my canyoneering story? Do you think it would be good for me to try and make it down those canyons and off those cliffs if I was following my son and if he was blind? Probably not. God has given us instructions in his word and parents and others to remind us of those guiding instructions to keep us safe, to keep us able to get down the canyons of life. Be very careful what and who you listen to. Your friends, they're great to have, but they're not yet trained. They're not experienced. They're not going to be our best advisors and guides or mentors. Much of what you find on, on the internet and other resources can actually guide you away from God's instructions because they are blind to his guidance. So be very careful who you listen to and what you listen to. So who are you paying attention to? Kids, adults, who are you walking alongside? This doesn't have to be rocket science. This is where I got off track a few minutes ago. It can be as simple as paying attention to four simple questions when we're in relationship mentoring someone. The first question is, what has been life-giving and encouraging you in your relationship with Jesus? Second question, what sucks and what isn't going well? Talk openly about that. Thirdly, what do you think God is asking you to pay attention to and do or not do? And lastly, how could I pray for you and for you? If you've had anybody in your life that has asked those kinds of questions and paid attention to you, you know how powerful and encouraging that can be. They notice God's work in your life. They see Jesus in you. And often it's when somebody else sees Jesus in you and God's work in you that you can begin to fully embrace that God has a purpose for you. 
and that you could actually live a life of godly purpose. Now, my mentioning that might even trigger some deep disappointment or even anger in some people because they might feel like nobody's paying attention to them or noticing them. And I certainly am truly saddened by that. And I resonate with that a little bit because I've had times in my life when I have felt like that. Here are two things to consider in, in relation to those feelings. If you feel like you're falling through the cracks, especially through this COVID period, I want to invite you to uh, connect with our care at kgfchurch.com team, and uh, we will see how we can walk alongside of you. Secondly, when we focus on what we think we're not getting, it's very discouraging, especially around loneliness. But when we focus upon reaching out to somebody else and meeting their needs, that can help us to thrive, taking the attention off ourselves and focusing on others that are in the same boat. If you want to lean more into discipleship and mentoring, I have half a dozen copies of this simple little book, very concise. It's called A Mentoring Guide, Christ, Conversation, Companionship. It's one that we use in our journey uh, courses. And um, it's available in the church office and just for cost. And if you truly can't afford it, I'll give you a copy. If you want to do a deep dive into mentoring and discipleship, consider being part of a journey group this fall. And uh, that is uh, some of our best mentors have come out of those, uh, that process and that growth opportunity. And right now we're going to have a dear friend of mine, one of our board members, share a bit about his mentoring journey. Thanks, Garth, for that word. Uh, I'm here today with Bernie Ziemer. Bernie's on our board uh, here at the church. And Bernie is a mentor, and he's been on a journey of discovering his gifts um, and we're going to just ask him a few questions. Welcome, Bernie. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate uh, you allowing me to be here. Yeah. So why don't you start off by telling us uh, how you got to know that your giftings uh, aligned with mentorship really well. Yeah, that would be great. I, I think I knew from fairly young that um, lots of people came to me for advice. I came up in a big family with... A lot of experience being the 12th child out of 13 you know so had a lot of experience watching my older brothers and sisters wow. get married and have children and yeah. the struggles and the you know but grew up in a very strong christian environment so i had some really good boundaries mm. um you know the types of things my parents would bring in other kids to our family that were troubled and mm. so i grew up in that environment of sort of supporting people that were having a difficult time so mm. it came quite naturally to me to be a mentor yeah. mm -hmm. um, but it took me quite further along in life to really uh, solidify what that means mm -hmm. and why that's my gifting specifically mm -hmm. um, first marriage i separated for uh, a, a whole summer basically about six months mm -hmm. and during that time i went for counseling myself i was about 30 years old mm -hmm. 
And it changed my life dramatically to understand some emotional things I needed to work on that I was not aware of. Um, just a lot of brought a lot of peace, a lot less anxiety in my life. And that set me on a journey uh, once I saw the benefit of that. Mm. I really dug in yeah. to see what more could I get and how that could accent how I helped other people. Mm. So the, the peace uh, that came that I gained in through that process was something I became very passionate about wanting to pass on, mm -hmm. that if God could use me to impact other people's lives in the way that yeah. mine had been impacted by mm -hmm. someone, um, I felt that that was uh, something I um, felt good about myself. Yeah. So it became my passion and my, you know, what I really wanted to do. So I actually took a course in counseling. Okay. Um, and through that process and for the several years after, I did a lot of tests, you know, to see my personality, my strengths. Yeah. And they all came back as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So, and when I counseled people, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they always said, wow, I've been to lots of counselors and no one's ever told me that, mm -hmm. you know. So I started seeing that I'm, I'm, I have a different role mm -hmm. than that. Yeah. And then I took the journey with uh, Garth and Brenda. Yeah. And in that course, what really became clear was um, as a mentor, it's more of a walk alongside someone kind of role, which mm -hmm. is what my personality mm -hmm. and my gifting is. Right. It's, um, I'll share my life with you. Right. I'll share my struggles. Right. I'll share my, yeah. uh, what God has done for me. Yeah. So it's, it, when you look at scripture, I think the mentor fits more who I am yeah. in the sense of we are a community. And, you know, um, everyone in the body, Mm -hmm. can mentor someone. Yeah. We all have, it really comes down to maturity mm -hmm. and our level of maturity. There's mm -hmm. always someone more mature than us mm -hmm. that can mentor us, and there's mm -hmm. always someone less mature that we can mentor. Mm -hmm. And if we have that perspective, the opportunity to support each other as a body is phenomenal. Yeah. And so that's kind of what yeah. brought it all about for me. Yeah. I remember when I was a teenager just being mentored by a few uh, guys in their early 20s that said, hey, you know, I was in high school not too long ago. Can I walk with you and can we just chat? And I remember really valuing that as a young person. Excellent. So what is what kind of things do you talk about as, uh, as a mentor? What kind of problems do you deal with um, as you walk alongside people? Yeah, I mean, I guess they're pretty vast because I, I do mentor from, like you say, teenage guys up to guys in their 60s mm. at this point. Yeah. Um, and so the types of issues are definitely varying, but there's a common thread typically. Um, for myself, I think I'm maybe a little more advanced in having done it for a lot of years. So God mm -hmm. actually directs people that are having maybe more than average struggles. So lots of times they're maybe separated from their spouse mm. um, or other issues that, you know, are it's been long term, mm -hmm. long kind of long running for them in their lives yeah. lots of times. And so a lot of times it's about A, getting to know each other because mm -hmm. mentoring is a is a trust relationship. Yeah. So it's about um I typically start out sharing a lot of my story mm -hmm. so people will feel comfortable of that, you know, I'm not this, 
you know, guru or something. I'm a normal person who's had struggles Mm -hmm. and God has helped me through them. Mm -hmm. And in that process, he's taught me some things. And what I tell people is I just want to offer whatever it is that God's trying to do here. Um, I'm not trying to fix you or, yeah, you know, make you my project. Yeah. (laughs) Right? We are two brothers in Christ um, trying to grow and mature together. And I have some things that God has shown me that I will, hopefully I can offer you. Mm-hmm. And then once that process has started, I use several books that I've used over the years. Mm. One called Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about healing and maturity. Okay. Um, I use the book called yeah. Boundaries, okay. which lots of people have, um, depending on your upbringing and your experience, you may not have developed good, good boundaries, which okay. are really helpful mm-hmm. to have a more productive and peaceful life. Mm. Um, I also use some marriage counseling type of, uh, you know, books that talk about how to better Mm -hmm. communicate in marriage and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Walk me through um, how you help somebody discover something. Like we did this the other day. We went out for lunch (laughs) and I was like, whoa, I just realized something. How is it that you can help somebody uh, take a problem and then realize how um how what's going on is inside and maybe from their past is is impacting yeah that's a good question what i guess the best way to describe that is it's probably actually a counseling skill Mm. that one Mm. that i did pick up through the courses that i took and things Um, but really what it comes down to is what is the situation what are you you know where are you having a, a struggle Mm-hmm. And then it's just using questions f- to help someone discover themselves yeah. what it is it, that's going on underneath. There's always, it's described like an onion, right? There's right. layers to an onion. Layers, yeah. And as we talk and as we ask questions, we generally, th- th- each question will take you deeper toward mm-hmm. the root yeah. of whatever you're struggling with. And when that happens, I, yeah, we talked about it the other day, right? And I shared with you yeah. an experience of when that happened to me, mm-hmm. right? And it was just like, wow, I never thought that I could do that or that I had that, even had that kind of an outlook. Mm-hmm. But it's very, once you hear it, yeah. your heart and your mind knows yeah. that, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. And so, wow, I get to make a choice about that now. Yeah. What can I do with it? So, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, a young adult, when I was in my university years, uh, there was this desire in my heart to have somebody who was a bit older mentoring me. And I found that in a pastor I was working with. I was a worship leader at his church and he really mentored me. Um, but a lot of young people find it hard to find mentors. Um, and, uh, and a lot of older people uh, who could be mentors find it hard to ask younger people if, if they can mentor them. So what would you say to a young person who is looking for a mentor or an older person who knows that they could mentor somebody, um, but they're too intimidated? Yeah, I think I talk a lot about maturity. And um, I guess maybe because I've read lots on it and studied it a lot, I might have a different perspective than the average person. But to me, when you, as you get older, typically we mature and we start to recognize that um, I have something to offer. Mm -hmm. And God 
wants me to do that. Maybe I've raised children, maybe I've, you know, and I've, I've gone through some difficult yeah. times. And you have an experience that this younger person has no clue about. Yeah. They literally. And in maturity, the most important thing that helps us all mature is to watch how someone else deals with difficult situations. Mm. That's actually a critical part of maturity. Mm. And even to talk about it is the next best, mm-hmm. okay? But to actually develop a relationship with a younger person. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're walking alongside, what that means is um, when, the, when this person is having a struggle, they phone you. They talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. So then you have this opportunity. Okay, so I can then slide some advice in there. I can support them. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can actually model yeah. by how I respond yeah. and the way I deal with situations yeah. that they will just automatically mm-hmm. learn from. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, a big deal in a sense with mentoring. And I think that's mm-hmm. part of it. Some people have yeah. this idea that, well, maybe I'm not qualified. Maybe yeah. I, you know, and it, but to me, what I've learned is God steps into it. Yeah. If we can do that first step, whether you're young or whether you're old, there's, mm-hmm. there's that fear factor, yeah. right? And what I've learned is if you just can push past that first fear, mm-hmm. then the results that come will show yeah. you and the fear goes away. Yeah. It's really actually a very short-term thing, mm-hmm. that fear. And we just have to try to decide, okay, God, give me a little push here, help me yeah. step out and take the risk. Yeah. And then when you take the risk, the reward comes. Yeah. That's, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're listening or watching today um, and maybe you're a younger guy or a gal and you've got struggles. I mean, I've got struggles. You've got struggles. We all have struggles. Um, I'd really encourage you to approach somebody that you trust from maybe from your church community or maybe an uncle or an aunt. Uh, and just say, would you walk with me? I'm going through some stuff, and I could really use some advice. And they would be thrilled. I'm yes. sure they would be thrilled. Um, they would be honored. Yeah. Um, and if you're an, and if you're an older person um, that's been through some stuff, um, you could be as young as like 22, and you could young, mentor somebody who's 16. You could be 16 some and mentor somebody who's just a little bit younger in youth group or something. Um, there's always somebody, as you said, Bernie. There's always somebody that's. Uh, less mature than you, and there's always somebody that's more mature than you. So I encourage you to take that step of faith. Um, ask God. Maybe God is inviting you. Maybe he's already uh, put the thought of somebody uh, that he wants you to walk with. Um, so we bless you with that. Thank you, Bernie, for coming in today and for yes. talking to us about My mentorship. Pleasure. Uh, you guys can, uh, I encourage you to connect with Bernie. Bernie's an awesome guy. Uh, thanks, Bernie. So I certainly want to thank Bernie for sharing with us a bit of his journey, and um, he's certainly been uh, an encouragement to me in, in my journey. And uh, I know a number of the people that, that he walks alongside and how uh, blessed they are. So thank you, Bernie. So as we continue to think through together and live out our KGF vision to co-create communities where each of us is awakened and equipped to live out the unique calling God has for us. We want you to talk with those in your sphere of influence, whether you're with your family right now, with your spouse, uh, in a hub group, a life group, um, whatever your community is, or if nobody's there, make a phone call and call them. And 
dive into these two questions that we've posed to you today. Who is paying attention to you in your relationship with Jesus? Secondly, who are you paying attention to and encouraging in their relationship with Jesus? Have an awesome time doing that. Hi there, KGF family. My name's Pastor Levi, and I wanted to let you know a few things that are happening this week. There are four more KGF gatherings that are happening this Sunday. Uh, if you have, have not been to one of these things, we really encourage you to go out to one. I was at one last week at Benley Park, and it was fantastic. There are four more happening. You'll get an email in your inbox if there's one happening near you, so be sure to check your email this morning. We hope we can see you out there. We also wanted to let you know, for those of you who are meeting in hubs already, that you can now book rooms in our church to have your hubs. I know that some of the hubs are larger and it's hard to find place for you to meet sometimes. We've got lots of rooms in this church. If you wanna meet here, be sure to give Pearl a call at the office and we can get that going for you. Finally, we wanted to let you know that our youth program is starting up in the fall, but Devin needs help with that. So if you have a heart for youth, if you understand that our youth have been struggling with all the social distancing, all the isolation that's been happening, and you want to help these kids enjoy their fall and lean into their relationship with Christ, would you give Devin a call here at the church? Send him an email, give him a phone call, let him know that you'd love to help. We would really, really love that. I know that he would be encouraged. I hope this morning is a good one for you and that you are able to connect with people, to have good conversation with, to be fed by, and that, uh, that you enjoy the service as well. So God bless you. Have a great day.